We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Smarter Parenting Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Siope. I am one of the hosts here at the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. And today we are going to do something that we did last week, which was answer your parenting questions. Last week's podcast was interesting because we had posted it and I started to receive questions. And what I did was I felt like it was important that I answer these questions as they came in, but I wanted to consolidate some of the questions because many of the questions were very similar. So during this podcast, I'm going to answer four specific questions that came through where multiple parents were sending in the same question and I'm wording it based off of the information that I received, and I'm answering it that way. So a slight disclaimer in today's podcast is that this is based off of the information that I received from you as parents, and it may be a little bit different than your specific situation based off of more information that you may have. I only went off of what I received from you as parents. However, you may need to adjust it for your own children slightly, okay? Still, the information is relevant and will be helpful for you as a parent. Now, the four questions that I will be answering today have to do with helping a parent understand how to deal with a child that is highly emotional, specifically when they are given tasks that they need to do. We're also going to be talking about motivation systems for children with ADHD and how they differ from children who do not have ADHD. We're going to cover also concerns some parents have with older children where they are not sure exactly what their child is going to do after high school. And they're concerned, will my child be successful? And the final question that we are going to tackle during this podcast is why a child may struggle to do simple tasks even when you are trying to help them. What are the things that are keeping them from doing simple things and actually how much time it takes them to do simple things. So all of this is geared towards dealing with children who struggle with ADHD and helping parents understand a little better how to intervene and how to help them. So let's start off with the first question. My child does not follow my instructions in the morning, no matter what systems we put in place, and either ends up yelling and screaming or crying uncontrollably. What can we do to get her to do what she needs to do so we aren't late every morning? This is a very common question. A lot of parents struggle with that morning routine in helping their child get ready for the day and get out the door. I cannot tell you how many parents will call in and say, this is my issue. We are not out the door when we need to be. And really, this is something that is disruptive for the entire family, and it affects the entire day. Because if you think about it, you start off late in the morning, everybody's a little jilted and a little off for the rest of the day. And so this actually is not a great way to start the morning. And I understand the frustration behind the question. So one of the things that I want parents to consider when you are dealing with a morning routine and a child who becomes highly emotional or argumentative in the morning is to understand that there are techniques to work through and systems you can put in place. Now, this parent has obviously said that, hey, we have put things in place and these are not working. In this case, if you have done 
all that pre-work ahead of time, which include things like preparing the night before, having clothes laid out, having a list, having rewards, all of those things, if they are in place in helping your child with the morning routine and your child continues to struggle with the screaming, the crying, all of those really extreme behaviors, then what is important is for you to focus on emotional regulation. This is something that a lot of parents will overlook and they think, well, we'll just put all these systems in place and everything will work out. The reality is ADHD requires a lot more emotional regulation from the child or ways that they can convey the emotions that they are feeling. I have always felt that ADHD, the name, is pretty deceptive because it's Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Now, if you think about the two first part of that, attention and deficit, that actually does not fit a lot of children who struggle with ADHD because it's not really attention issue. Now, you're probably thinking, wait a minute, it is an attention because they can't pay attention. The reality is that they can pay attention if they are interested in what it is that they need to pay attention to. It's an inability to regulate. It's a deficit actually in regulation. And that really is the disorder. They're unable to regulate emotions and their attention in order to get things done the way other children get them done. Now, this is the same for adults. You'll find that people with ADHD, if they find something of interest, they can become hyper-focused in that. And so that's not an attention issue. That actually is a regulation issue. So in this instance, if you have everything in place, you have all the chore charts, you pre-plan for the day, you have all these motivation systems in place, It may be more an issue of teaching your child how to regulate their emotions when they are struggling, and that should be the focus. So you can either focus on my child needs to follow my instructions and do exactly what I say, or we need to teach my child how to regulate the emotions they're feeling in the morning and communicate those in a different way. What this does is it expands your ability as a parent to help your child do this in other areas of their life where they may be struggling. Now, you may be wondering, okay, well, if I'm going to help my child regulate their emotions, how do I do this? You can do this by the way that you model the regulation of your own emotions. If you are frustrated, you display and you model for your children what it is that you want them to do when they feel frustrated, angry, or upset. A lot of parents feel like, oh, I need to always be positive and engage in a positive way. Even when I'm frustrated, I need to hide it. For me and for children with ADHD, they need to see parents experiencing all the emotions. Whatever emotions you are going through, you need to be honest about those and let your child understand those. Is it okay to say, hey, I am frustrated. I need a timeout right now because I need to calm down. Absolutely, it's okay to do that. Because as you do that, that allows them the opportunity to say, hey, my parent has done that. I can do that too if I need that. You need to experience the gamut of emotions and regulate those by example. This means it really is a parent modeling 
technique that you need to implement with your child. Your child is frustrated in the morning. That makes you frustrated. How are you reacting to the frustration? Is your response escalating the situation or is it decreasing the escalation of what's going on in the home? In addition to this, it is important for you to role play with them how to display emotions appropriately. You can do this a variety of ways with children. In some ways, it's better to look at other people displaying emotions and then process and work through those. If your child has ADHD and they like a TV show, you can take characters from that TV show and go through what emotions are they experiencing in an episode and then discuss with them and help them understand, hey, this is how they dealt with frustration. This is how they dealt with not getting what they wanted. This is how they really ran through their lives and made sense of the world. Once they can see that in other areas, then you start to say, in what ways can you adopt some of these positive coping techniques? And in what ways did the negative techniques not work for them? You are providing more vocabulary for your child on how to do this. It's so important for your children to feel like, hey, I have multiple ways to express my frustration and my anger and everything that I'm experiencing. We started off with a question that was about following instructions in the morning. If you have everything in place in order to help your child be motivated to do these things, it is important for you to focus on the emotional regulation. Now, if you don't have those things in place, it is still important for you to focus on the emotional regulation. So there is this interesting dynamic that parents have to negotiate. Do I want my child to be obedient and compliant or do I want to help my child learn how to navigate the world in a positive way on their terms. And we really want to focus on the second. We want them to learn how to regulate and navigate the world on their terms in a way that makes sense. And this translates into other areas of their life. Do everything you possibly can to prepare for those morning routines. I've recommended to parents set clothes aside the night before, have a list of what they need to do in the morning. You can have a timer or play music while they try and get all those tasks done during the morning routine. Have reward systems in place. So if they're finished with something, they can earn like a star or whatever it may be. You have those things in place in the morning. And if your child continues to struggle, then it becomes the emotional regulation piece that you should be focusing on. Role playing is going to be essential. How do you role play that? And then modeling on your part is going to be essential. You can find the skill of role playing on the Smarter Parenting website. So just jump over to the website. There is a lesson. It's called role-playing, and that will walk you through how to do this, how to role-play with your child, what it is that you expect from them, okay? So I'm going to move to the next question. My other children are motivated to do what they should do, but my daughter could care less. How can we help her become more motivated to follow the rules in our home? This is a question about motivation and children with ADHD and what motivates them. Now, in a neurotypical child or neurotypical person, they are motivated by things that are important, things that provide a reward, or things that may become a consequence. Those are the three things that are motivating to a neurotypical child or person. For a child with ADHD, it's slightly different. What motivates a child with ADHD is, is it playful or enjoyable? Is it interesting to them? 
and internally interesting? Is it challenging? Is it curious to them? Things that are novel to them or new seem to be motivating, and especially things that are urgent. Now, rewards and consequences do matter to children with ADHD. However, they only matter if they're urgent, meaning that they are within the next minute or next five minutes. So having a reward or a consequence that is like later in the week for a behavior that happened today, that's not going to be effective. You want to provide those things in an urgent manner. So if you look at the two lists of what it is that is motivating, you have to ask yourselves, if I am creating this system in my home where I want my children to follow the rules, in what ways do I address those needs that are motivating to a child with ADHD? Is it playful for them? Is it interesting internally for them? Does it challenge their curiosity? Things that are novel to them or things that are urgent. Whatever system you have in place, take those things that are motivating and reevaluate is the reward that we are using addressing any of those needs for my ADHD child and in what ways can we help it change in order to help our child improve so those are things that you want to consider when you are laying down motivation systems for this instance this daughter is unmotivated by the system so this is my assumption is the parents have a system where they are providing rewards and consequences for specific behaviors. I would recommend that these parents go back and look at what they have structured and evaluate in what ways does it meet those ADHD motivating factors, which are if it's playful for them, whether or not it's interesting to them internally, things that are curious, things that are novel or new, or things that are urgent. Uh, and it may be just a slight adjustment in one of these areas. They may actually opt to give a reward, a smaller reward every day rather than waiting at the end of the week to give a reward. So keep those in mind. Let's move on to the next question, which is my son is in high school and doesn't do well. He will graduate this year, hopefully is in parentheses. And I don't know what he'll do after. I'm worried about his future. I hope he can hold a job. Any suggestions on what kind of work he could do? Now, again, this goes back to motivation systems. We want to evaluate what are the things that are motivating for your child. There is a concern there that what if he doesn't graduate? What are we going to do? There are a lot of things that people with ADHD are able to do beyond high school. And in fact, a lot of children with ADHD struggle in school because it is so structured in a way that it doesn't really help them learn in the way that they learn. It's important for uh, parents to play towards the strengths of your child. People with ADHD usually struggle with jobs that are mundane, that require a lot of small steps in order to achieve a bigger goal. They usually struggle with things that are tedious and that are monotonous. What people with ADHD usually excel at are jobs that require them to be in the moment, jobs that require variety, a little bit of risk, and creativity. If you are someone who is going to work in an office and just process paperwork and it's consistent throughout your career, 
that probably isn't a job for someone with ADHD. Now, they can do it, and they can find ways to do that, of course, because you can do anything you want. However, it's probably not going to suit them and be as enjoyable of a career for them as if they chose something that was more in the vein of meeting what is motivating. And again, that goes to the previous question. If we look at jobs that are playful, that are internally interesting or challenging, things that are new or novelty, uh, and that's variety, and things that require urgency, they tend to do a lot better. And these are part of that motivation that I had discussed earlier. Jobs like this include things like uh, being an EMT. Uh, You'll find a lot of people with ADHD are in the arts, where they are performers. Uh, They're very creative designers, things like that, where they're required to provide a product and there's a sense of urgency to get things done, they tend to do very, very well in jobs like that. What I would recommend for this parent is to go and evaluate with their child, what are their strengths? What areas do they find interest in? And then go down that list of things that are motivating for them and lean in towards those strengths. For this issue, I would highly recommend parents use the skill of decision-making, and that skill is found on the Smarter Parenting website as well. So jump over there, look through the video. It explains how to do this process of making decisions and do it with your child. And you want to teach your child this, especially if they're teenagers, in order to help them know what to do in the future. Now, for our last question, why does it take my child so long to do simple tasks, even when I'm helping him? This is so common. And really, this has to do with something called executive function. Now, if you don't know what that is, let me explain. Executive function is a set of mental skills that include working memory, flexibility in thinking, and self-control. It also involves organization. So when your child is struggling to do a simple task, because of their inattentiveness or their distractibility towards things that are more interesting to them or their lack of organizational skills, they struggle with executive functioning, getting something started and completed. You'll find that children and people with ADHD can start a lot of things, but it's very difficult to finish those things. Doing a task can be very challenging. And what happens is even if a child is doing something that is interesting to them, if they are distracted in the least bit and they leave what they're initially doing and they come back, it is very difficult for them to get back into the groove of what they were doing before. It takes time for them to readjust to the change that happened. This is important for you to understand because whereas a neurotypical person or an average person will go and do a task, they can become distracted and then go back to the task and carry on like it didn't take much time for them to get back into the groove. For an ADHD person who struggles, they will go to a task, they will become distracted and become enveloped in the new task, and then going back to the old task to start up again is almost like starting completely over. And it's like evaluating, okay, where was I? What was I doing? Let me start from the beginning. And it requires a lot more mental brain work for them to get back into that groove, which is why it does take longer even to do simple things. It takes them longer to get back into where they were before. It's very important that you find ways to help your child stay on task. Initially, we want to help them stay 
in the lane that they need to in order to complete the task that they need to do. One way to do that is to gamify the tasks, have them create a game around it or change the perspective on the task that they are doing. There's an example of gamifying activities, which is how do we make this a, a fun uh, something that's playful, something that's curious or challenging, something that's novel or something that's urgent. Uh, one way you could do that is if your child is needing to do a specific task, creating an urgency around the task. Children with ADHD will likely procrastinate things that need to be done. So you can create an urgency that is actually before when they actually need to get something done. So say, for example, your child needs to clean their room. What you can do is say, okay, well, you need to clean your room and you have five minutes to do it. However, in two minutes, I'm going to come in and just see if you've picked up all the red clothes. Now, what you've done is you've established that there is an expectation in the long run, which is in five minutes, and you are going to come back and check in two minutes, which creates a little more urgency to see how much clothes they have picked up from off the floor. That actually helps with that motivating system because what you've done is you've created an urgency around that. One way to gamify it as well is to make it playful and say, okay, I'm going to time you and see how many green things you can put away that are in your room. We'll have a challenge. That's another way to gamify it. And finding ways to creatively get them to complete tasks is an effective way to help them learn how to stay on task. And they can learn to translate that in other areas of their life. So just remember, when your child is taking a long time to do something, it really is a challenge for them to jump back in and start up again. It's not as easy as just returning to it and starting over. It's actually them coming back to it and trying to recall it all and connect back to where they were and then moving on from there. It, it, it takes quite a bit of mental work to do. All right. So keep that in mind as parents. Now, again, for parents out there who are working with children who struggle with ADHD and parents who have ADHD, all of these things are very helpful for you in application and understanding what it is you are dealing with and how to work through those. I have mentioned a couple of skills that I want you to visit on the Smarter Parenting website. That's it for me, and I will talk to you again next time. All right, bye. Bye.